0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories being recorded in the beautiful home office, Chateau Relaxo, Florida. Tonight, part one of a two-part series with the Chateau Relaxo CEO on our recent trip to Niagara Falls. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. Tonight, we're fortunate enough to have, again, the CEO of Chateau Relaxo back with us for her second interview. How are things at Chateau Relaxo?
1: They're awesome. (laughs) We are anticipating a hurricane.
0: And hopefully it goes the other way, but we have spent the better part of the day or so kind of strapping stuff down and moving stuff from outside, inside.
1: And making room for the stuff to come inside.
0: And so, all of the Chateau Relaxo residents are back in college? Yes. So, we've got what? Three. Valencia?
1: Seminole State and the University of Central Florida.
0: So, we've got that under wraps on it. You had a busy July. You had a couple trips, correct?
1: Yes, I did. Georgia and upstate New York.
0: And your Georgia trip was for your birthday?
1: Yes, so we stayed at the top of the world in Atlanta.
0: We got an upgrade.
1: And I got introduced to Luxardo Cherries.
0: <laughs> she had never had Luxardo Cherries, and we were at the Sundial Restaurant. We ended up staying at the, what was it, the Hyatt? The big round hotel downtown Atlanta? Yes. And they upgraded you to a
1: five-room suite
0: <laughs> for her birthday. Had four TVs, two bathrooms, a refrigerator, three doors. A dining room. And a dining room. And an office and a lounge. Right. So we could see from the Mercedes Benz Stadium all the way up to Georgia Tech.
1: And you go from floor one to floor 68
0: in 30 seconds. So it was, and then we had dinner that night at the sundial where you got introduced to Luxardo Cherries. (laughs)
1: And just for a side note, the sundial does not spin anymore.
0: Yes, unfortunately, somebody uh, uh, unfortunately a small child got wedged between the floor and the rotating part and tragedy struck. So they no longer rotate. It used to be that it rotated. And the flying joke was that if you went to the bathroom and came back out, your table would be on the other side of the restaurant. But it no longer rotates. And that was a fun trip. We didn't do anything much else. So that was a quick up and back. That was when I hit the bird.
1: Yes, you hit a hawk and you broke my front headlight.
0: $1,300 for a headlight. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's curious, don't take out a Jeep running light. It's not cheap. And then the second trip was we made our way up to Buffalo, New York, into Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And all that. And that was a good trip.
1: It was a very good trip.
0: I always say all trips are good trips. Every trip I take is a good trip.
1: I booked the trip where we had a tour to do every day, so we didn't really have any downtime. And, of course, this was our annual... What
0: was it? Anniversary tour? Yes. Yes. We usually end up doing something on on our anniversary. So we flew into Buffalo, New York Airport, which was new for you. Right. The previous time I had been to Buffalo, I flew into the right airport but booked my car at the wrong airport. Take note, there are two Buffalo airports, and they're very easy to get confused. And we, uh, I guess it was about a 40-minute drive from Buffalo Mm -hmm. Airport up to where we were staying. We stayed on the American side, which is a no-no, right?
1: Well, it's not as desirable. The Canadian side has more to offer. Nicer restaurants, evening activities, whereas the American side, the only thing we found that was potentially safe was... The casino, <laughs> so it was a population of probably 75 to 80 year old people who couldn't breathe on oxygen. They're so.
0: all wearing oxygen or oxygen tanks and rascal scooters. But it was true. Everybody kept saying, "Stay on the Canadian side." And I was looking at the map, going, "Why would you do that?" Well, we found out the river flows the other direction by the hotel. But well, we had a nice hotel. It was on the river, Correct. so we did have a river view, which was cool. I had a very nice room. They upgraded us. <laughs> had a great room. Had a Whirlpool, and we had an endless supply of Doubletree cookies. Every time we walked in there, they handed us two or three more chocolate chip cookies. They couldn't get rid of them quick enough.
1: The bartenders made good drinks. Yeah. The breakfast was always good. We ended up eating lunch and dinner most of the time, either before our tour or after our tour.
0: Tour. And then we went to the Anchor Bar location in Buffalo the day that we got there, and that was... Another letdown. I had been to the original Anchor Bar and did not think it was that great. And this Anchor Bar was, I'd say, about the same.
1: I and know. I think I had the chicken wing wrap.
0: You had some kind of wrap. It was, it was and spicy. And a
1: local beer. Right. And you had the chicken wings. Of course. And a local beer. Like Steve said, the chicken wings were left little to be desired. They okay. were edible.
0: Had better wings at, at hotel bars before. So, and then that afternoon we went on our first tour. Mm hmm. Or no, we actually went over to the Skylon Tower.
1: Right. So, so we we, co- uh, we crossed over to Canada, went into the Skylon Tower, which, do you have the information about it?
0: It was. It is. It also has a rotating <laughs> dining room, but you can see the Horseshoe Falls the American Falls, and the Bridal Veil. So you can see all three falls, which I didn't realize. I thought there was just one waterfall, but there's three distinct falls. And on a clear day, you can see for 80 miles, but it was not clear.
1: No, a very bad storm was coming in while we were up how many feet in the air?
0: It is 775 feet above the gorge, so I don't think the tower 700 feet, but above it's up on the bluff. But we watched the storm move in. You could see it coming from... Uh, across the way, which was kind of, kind of neat. But we, other got,
1: th- we got very animated pictures of our hair or my your hair. Yeah,
0: not my hair, your <laughs> hair. <laughs> I had no animated pictures. <laughs> and of course, there were a couple idiots that had to go out on the deck and take pictures in the. And the wind was moving. It was. It was not a a small storm.
1: A slight hurricane up a slight there in hurricane. Canada.
0: <laughs> and of course, you have to park to go there. The one thing that we found out is that parking in Canada is very expensive. And hard to find. It is. And then that night we did the uh, Niagara Falls tour that you booked on the back on the American side. Correct. And that consisted of the Maid of the Mist boat ride. Right. Which was cool.
1: Which is the blue one it's, on the American side. Yeah,
0: it's blue, but they only had one boat running. They had a broken down one of their boats, so it was there was a wait for that.
1: So the tour started out with, um, it was a small truck or a small bus, and the gentleman picked us up and went around to all the different stops, and we went on the Made and Miss tour, which was, it was neat, like Steve said, and then we went over to the bathtub. The Niagara Whirlpool. The Whirlpool, which is also very interesting. It's in a park, and then we headed back to the Niagara Falls...
0: Cave of the Winds?
1: ...park on the American side. Oh, that's
0: right. It's, yeah, it's the state it, park. It's a
1: state park. We saw the Cave of the Winds movie, which is how they built the visiting part of the Niagara Falls. And so at this time, it's approximately 8.30, 9 o'clock light. at night. You had to go down in the elevator, what did he say?
0: There's a couple hundred feet to get down to the, to the water level, to do the, I guess they call it behind the, the cave, or the, or the winds of the, the, the cave.
1: You had to, this deck is built along the side <laughs> of the river, and it's taken down at wintertime, and it's put back up in the springtime, and it's made out of wood. And it's wet, and it's slippery. And it's dark. And there's 5,000 million seagulls (laughs) pooping all over the place.
0: And I had to wear stupid sandals. And you have to wear stupid
1: sandals. You don't even wear your own shoes. So we walked out, and it was okay. You go to the first landing, which is the landing that you walked out on. And then all of a sudden, you're climbing steps. So you don't realize that as you're going up these steps, you're taking all these amazing pictures of the falls. And they, they light lights in the evening on the fall. So on the American side, you have the red, white, and blue. And on Can- the Canadian side, they have...
0: They change colors, but they shoot it across both sides of the, ri- the river.
1: So as you're walking up these steps, like a deck, you're saying, okay, this is really cool. You're watching the speed of the water come off of the bridal veil. You're, you know, it's just amazing. And then you get up to the very top, and this water is gushing <laughs> over the deck, and it, it's like a monsoon downpour. Cliff note, in the end, you have to go all the way back down where you started to in get, the dark. To get back using up. your iPhone flashlight to light the steps so that you can see in your shower shoes that they gave you. they don't fit
0: with my Fred Flintstone feet. don't fit. Feet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With seagulls dive bombing you. Oh, it but was, it was adventurous.
0: It, it was, was good. fun. It was fun. But the key is that when you don't see any any employees from the park down there, you know it was you're taking your life in your own hands. There was no there were no park rangers down there. There Nothing. were no lights. I mean I think they had one little thing of rope lights on the bottom, but it was kinda interesting. It would be more interesting during the day. I think. Yeah, that one. We just we booked that one. It was and,
1: quite dangerous. And then
0: at ten o'clock the ten o'clock that night, they do fireworks, and so we were starving. We finished up with that at what, like nine o'clock?
1: I th- I want to say it was between nine and nine thirty. Yeah.
0: And so we ended up walking. The hotel was what less than a mile from the the, the national park. So Correct. we ended up we bailed on the bus and just walked back to the to the park. <laughs> walked the, the out hotel. of the
1: national park down the roads in <laughs> Buffalo, having no clue where we were. And am uh, in my
0: am in my shower shoe going? Yeah, shower shoes flop, walking flop. down
1: the street. We got back to the hotel and spent what seventy five dollars for two two meals. <laughs> two
0: meals, two amazing hotel sandwiches. There's no here's here's a note an asterisk if uh, if you don't travel and you suddenly decide to travel, there are no deals in hotels when it comes to food or drink. I have spent seven and eight dollars for a can of beer at times on the roads. So that was the first day, mm-hmm. and we were pretty we were pretty tired because we left out of here. We had a direct flight into Buffalo, and we landed in Buffalo before noon. Yeah, we le- I think Spain. we
1: had to be at the airport at 6. At
0: 6. The key is getting direct flights. Right. And there was only one. So then Saturday was our big day. We went back into Canada. Correct. So we did not have a passport. We used our passport cards, so we didn't have to do that, but... We were in a rental car, and what did we learn is that you better have your information prepared. Every time you
1: cross the border, <laughs> they ask you the same question, but in different ways. Where are you coming from? Where are you going? How long are you going to be here? So every, what do you call them, Mount I want to call them a Mountie, but I, <laughs>
0: I'm sure they're a constable or something. <laughs>
1: Standing there, and they take their jobs very serious, and... So of course Steve says where are you coming from and he says Apopka, Florida. Oh no, we're coming from the Double Tree and the guy says well that narrows it down to 2000 <laughs> locations. So then I kindly I kind of figured out oh we're coming from the Double Tree in Buffalo because I was like half listening to the conversation. Where are you going? We're going on a beer and wine tour throughout Canada. (laughs) Oh, so you're going to be drunk driving? No, the guy's picking us up at the outlet mall that's right there when you cross the border. And he's dropping us off at the outlet mall. (laughs) So we met the guy maybe 10 o'clock.
0: About about 10 o'clock. The tour was about four, four, four and a half hours Long. You definitely have to pace yourself. I
1: think it was no, it was six hours. Was it six hours? It, it may have been. Hours. Okay, it
0: may have been six. Because you have to pace yourself. I mean, we've done we've done beer and wine tours before. And you do have to pace yourself because at some point, you got to get back into your own car and get yourself back home. I and mean, they they were not taking us back over the borders.
1: And I I can say I don't typically drink beer, and I did say that I'm going to enjoy as much as possible traveling. So I did drink the beer or whatever they serve throughout Canada. They're very heavy and they're very strong.
0: Yeah, they, they were. The first stop we stopped at was the Sunnybrook Winery. So it's Can, Canada's first fruit winery.
1: So the background is this. is it's uh, It was owned originally by the Min, Mennonites. I
0: think it was the Mennonites. The it, so. Mennonites.
1: They grew it as much as possible and then they sold it. It's a very small winery. All their wines are made from specific fruits. So we bought a chocolate wine, a blueberry wine. Um, did we buy
0: a cranberry? They had cranberry. I don't know if we bought. Yeah, we did buy a cranberry. We I bought think. three bottles. We bought three bottles. And they were adding on to that facility. They were going to plan to have concerts and a... Uh, kind of a small amphitheater, but they were looking at at upgrading to about a 10,000 square foot production facility.
1: But they, this winery participates in all the, all the, all the
0: cider shows.
1: Yes. They're famous for their ciders and the whole back of the winery acres and acres is out an apple orchard. Like I said, the room is very small. It's maybe an eight by eight room. And then there's an area where you can stand at the bar and taste the wine. They line the whole room with their bottles of wine, and on top of the shelves where the wine stored is the bottles that have won ribbons and awards. They probably had thirty
0: I probably saw them. yeah they they were they apparently you know, they definitely earned the term award winning and our our bus tour driver after we left there, there was only four of us on the bus, which made it nice, so we were a little bit ahead of schedule, so he took us down to niagara on the lake, right, which is a cool town, so it's kind of like a I don't know, a Helen or a Mount Dora, Helen, Georgia or a Mount Dora.
1: Little village. Yeah,
0: a little village. Not quite as commercial as uh Helen.
1: The one thing I noticed throughout Canada is very clean, it's very well maintained. And then when you go into Niagara on the lake, they had parks through intertwined throughout all these antique homes which have been turned into businesses or restaurants. Bed
0: and breakfast as well. Bed and well.
1: breakfast. And people, This again, this was Saturday, so people were all over the place having their picnics. And so in July, late July, this is the big outing because I guess pretty soon they going to yes, start it's, getting it's, cold. It's
0: probably going to start <laughs> snowing.
1: But they said that this Niagara-on-the-Lake is a beautiful place to go to because the it turns into a Christmas village. Yeah,
0: they, they actually have to And for if you
1: ever get the chance to go there, which might be one of the stops, eventually we might get to go back and,
0: and do I it would again. definitely... A lot of bicyclers. There's a ton of people. There's a lot of people biking from brewery to brewery yes, as well.
1: And it's a huge bicycle, and they're they're building it up the the infrastructure is definitely changing to accommodate the influx of young 30-somethings well, that what we, their
0: interest is we used to call them dinks dual income no kids did not see a lot of kids but a lot of young couples and
1: the houses range between 400 and 800,000 uh, dollars
0: in that area. And then from there we went over to the Silver Smith Brewing Company. That's where we got launched. That was the church Church, which was neat. So now we got into some real beer. So we did end up doing flights. They were heavy, even for me. we did. There was a block, black lager, a mines IPA, the dam buster, the Bavarian breakfast wheat, and a, a golden ale. And so we ran through...
1: She So the package included a flight. Flight. And then I think they had like six they brought us. Mm-hmm. So we got to sample. At the After the flight, they were very heavy. The young lady that we were traveling <laughs> with was not a strong drinker. And so she had to order food at that point in time. So she ordered the macaroni and cheese. I ordered... You had a
0: puff pastry, a puff pastry. with, with uh, filled with was it a seasoned?
1: It, it was chicken. It was like chicken. Indian chicken, and it was quite tasty. The young man had.
0: He went with some kind of sandwich. that was huge uh, on a pretzel bread. Yeah, on a pretzel bread. The bread, yeah, the bread was just stacked tall.
1: Very interesting couple. He reminded me of Neil Patrick Harris, young. They were celebrating their first anniversary of dating, so they were very animated and into tasting the beers and the food.
0: And then from there, we went over to your place, the Wayne Gretzky Estate Winery and Distillery. Go hockey. Go hockey. Hockey love. Yes. What's the difference between a hockey mom and a pit bull? Mm. Lipstick.
1: (laughs) Lipstick. I don't wear lipstick. I wear um, chapstick.
0: Chapstick. So
1: the... um, This, so the backstory with Rain Gretzky's winery is, is he opened it up a number of years ago and he was not too successful because it was not centrally located. I think this Niagara on the lake is a big draw, which has now put a lot of business in his direction. At that time, when he figured out he was not being successful, he then got a couple partners and I think there's actually four the partners said hey let's move over closer to niagara on the lake so they built this beautiful facility right. so it's two buildings and then in the middle it's connected by a patio and in the patio in july it's a it's a fountain but in the winter it turns into an ice skating pond and so the kids can go skate You don't bring kids to a winery or a whiskey place. You you do in Florida. I guess maybe drunk adults can go skate. (laughs) And we walked initially into the wine shop and were then directed because our tour was for the whiskey part. We traditionally tour the whiskey and the hard liquors when we go vacation, so (laughs) I chose the whiskey side. So the gentleman, there was four seats reserved for us, which was very nice because the place was quite crowded. And we walked up to the bar, and we had our own personal bar attendant server. And we had a sampling of three or four. Four. We
0: had their... Well, we
1: had a choice of...
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. And so we ended up going with... And he actually gave us beer they just released. Like three weeks before we were there, the Gretzky started brewing beer, so we, we actually got a fifth fifth sample, but it was their 99 proof Canadian whiskey, which is their high end, their ice ice cask whiskey, their red cask whiskey, and then their Canadian cream.
1: And then the young lady that was traveling with us um, again was filling her liquor on the third stop.
0: <laughs> so she
1: opted to try a couple wines. And then he has what they call a cream.
0: It's like a a Bailey's or Irish cream, but it's actually made with real cream.
1: I think she tried the cream, she tried a couple, a wine, and then she tried, I think, the low, the $50 bottle of whiskey. So the interesting part of whiskey, um, Steve and I learned a lot about this when we went to the Jack Daniels distillery tour. Is the the part of the mouth that the whiskey hits you, whether it hits you on the tip of your tongue or it hits you in the back of your throat, as to the the high end part of the 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 higher it goes in the levels of price and value. When the gentleman was serving us the whiskey, of course we got the two types of whiskey, and then we try. I tried the cream. Right. The first whiskey, actually both whiskeys, I found to be. Strong, yeah, sharp, they were, yeah,
0: I would say they were, they were. I don't know what the proof hard, was, but they were, yeah, you know, not they were, not they were not mellowed,
1: not accommodating to a mellow drink type of sit back and have a, a glass of whiskey. But then he gave us the beaker with the droplet, and he had us drop in a drop of water to both whiskeys and we noticed substantially the difference between the two whiskeys when it kind of separated the oil and made it a little bit smoother. And just one,
0: one drop of water really really mellowed them out which, which, which was interesting because we would never done it even at some of the other whiskey tours we've been to it was pretty much just take the shots.
1: Again the whiskey was warm it was room right. temperature.
0: And then the, the cream they actually brought out their Spite, liquid spice they they call it liquid christmas because it's all the it's it's basically what you use simple sugar but it's flavored with nutmeg some of the other spices and it really does taste like christmas in a glass we actually brought back we brought back a lot of bottles we'll talk about that in a bit
1: the cream itself is is very smooth and you know thinking about christmas and nutmeg and something nice after the dinner it's yummy. That and then great. you take the simple syrup, and again, like Steve said, it just kicks it up a notch. And the simple syrup that he produces is crafted in Niagara, in Ontario, Canada. I think it was maybe a teaspoonful that he dropped yeah, in. not much. And it just tastes like Christmas. I mean, it turns every little sensory thing mm-hmm. that, you know, and you can taste like a... Uh, Christmas wreath. You can taste a gingerbread cookie. You can taste a Christmas tree. It
0: was quite yummy. They did a good, they did a good job on that. So we, we bought several bottles there. We bought several bottles at the first stop stop at the uh, the cider place.
1: We bought a bottle at the second stop. You bought back oh that's right we Cody, did yeah I brought back a, the beer
0: an, uh, some IPA beer I forgot about that the entrepreneur we brought brought him some back and then the final stop was at the and this was my favorite was the Niagara College Teaching Brewery. And it's a, a uh, as our website says, a practical learning environment for students in Niagara's College Brewmaster and Brewery Operation Management Program. And so the students actually brew beer, or create the recipe, and then they put it out into the, I guess, gift shop. And so they produce one or two kegs of it, and that's it. They keep the recipe; it's theirs. You know, when they go on to their their career and is a brewmaster after they've graduated, you'll go there. And six weeks later it'll be a completely different setup of, of brews that we were there. And I don't think any did we drink they had they do mass produce some, but I think everything that we drank there was focused on the studio. No, there's
1: some there's there's I think there's a half a dozen that they keep around all the time, is what she said. But for example, the top three which no, the top four, two out of the four, were named after Harry Potter things. Yeah,
0: they were. And and I'm not. I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but they. I wrote it down. They were Elder Wand,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is from the book, I'm guessing. Elder
1: Wand is the wand. <laughs> Resurrection Stone, right?
0: And No Schwartz. That was the three. I don't know if the, No Schwartz was part of the. So Harry Potter the theme.
1: Elder Wand and the Resurrection Stone were sold out. We no. The elder one was sold out. The Resurrection Stone and the sec- the third one we were able to sample, and so we were we were given four samples at this stop, and so we were able to choose where the ones that I would call staples that they typically have there, and then the student created ones. You know they have a big chalkboard on the wall, and so you know they handwrite it because, like Steve says, it changes on a daily, a weekly, when they a monthly out, yeah. basis.
0: And then now cannabis is legal in Canada, so that now they've they've broadened their teachings at the the brewery uh, college, agricultural college, to include cannabis. So they're doing, I guess, cultivating or teaching how to cultivate cannabis.
1: The one takeaway from this tour, which I really enjoyed the tour and I would I would recommend it highly, was I, I think the one downfall, and it's not the tour company's fault, it's the um, brewing college was we only had 30 minutes there mm. so we were not even allowed to try an additional one for a price of whatever we had to leave because then the next group of people were coming in so it was the four of us that were on the tour and we had 30 minutes well i i mean nothing for nothing but somebody sitting there trying an alcohol you're not going to swig it all because we're not like 20 something years old and looking to like get a good buzz We've been drinking all day
0: at that point, point. Yep. and so
1: that would be my one downfall. But it was very interesting because you could see how the college was growing. Oh yeah, that you know, like hate. you said, they're starting to do cannabis. The fence was eight feet tall with barbed <laughs> wire around the top. <laughs> then they had a horticulture area where they were growing the plants. That you know, was the hops
0: and the and the
1: hops and and then the buildings. I mean, they were all beautiful and new. You drove through a dirt road because it is growing. And at the end of the day, the um, the students who are going there to learn how to brew and become brewmasters, ninety nine point nine percent of them walk out of there with a well paying job.
0: Yeah, most of them do get do get hired on it. And so that was the end of the tour. The guy was the the father of the the son that owned the tour was actually the bus driver. He was great. He did. I think if there had been more people on that tour, it probably would have been tougher to get in and out of some of the places, or we would have been even more rushed.
1: But, you know, the guy was, the gentleman was an older gentleman, retired, and he he gave us backstories on everything. And then, of course, traveling with the, the two young Canadians, they also gave us some history, yeah. uh, Steve and I both picked up on. Never being to been to Canadian before. It was really a learning experience. They picked us up and they dropped us off at the outlet mall. So of course, Steve and I did not get into the car and drive like the border patrol was thinking we were going to do. <laughs> so we walked around the outlet mall and it was so hot coming from Florida. Yeah, it, was think,
0: yeah, it was hot. It was definitely hot. It was a, we were in shorts and, and, and light shirts, but it was still, still pretty warm. But it looked just like every other outlet mall that you would find any place.
1: Except for the area when we went in, and it was a little squared-off oh, area yeah. that had AstroTurf, and they had food trucks yeah, there. Yeah,
0: they had probably about a half a dozen food trucks, which and was cool. And it was
1: picnic tables and a little play area for kids. And so it was pretty neat that how they tried to accommodate people during the summer to get out and enjoy the fresh air where... The outlet Mall, the only place we really went into was the North Face
0: North Face store, yep. and
1: yeah, and you actually bought your Canadian leaf shirt.
0: my yeah, I know there's a North Face has a series of longitude latitude shirts, and I've got several from across the u s but they did not have any apparently it was only for anchor stores so they I ended up settling for one with a Canadian maple leaf on it.
1: And then the interesting part, which I had asked, was we stopped for breakfast because the breakfast at the hotel is quite expensive at McDonald's. My McDonald's cup had a maple leaf on it. So I asked the tour people why everything in Canada has a maple leaf on it. So they told me that to do business in Canada, you have to be able to put a maple leaf on it.
0: Yeah, so in the middle of the golden arches on all the cups that had a maple leaf. So that ends up day one and day two. We're going to stop there, and then next week we're going to finish up with day three and four and talk about how we smuggled a ton of booze back into the U.S. (laughs) So stay tuned. (laughs) Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.